Good morning, it's Friday, October 28th, and this is the Daily Chirp Podcast. We're bringing you a closer look at one of our top stories along with other important things going on in our community. Today, the Cochise County Board of Supervisors held an emergency meeting Wednesday to address a cautionary letter from State Elections Director Corey Lorick demanding the supervisors acknowledge they cannot legally hold a 100% hand count. Before we begin, we'd like to thank our sponsors at Lolly Automotive. Hi everyone, I'm Sean Lolly from the Lolly Automotive Group, and we've stocked up on inventory at all of our dealerships. If you've been thinking about a new car, we've got the deal for you on a new Buick, GMC, Chevrolet, Ford, Kia, Hyundai, Honda, Nissan, Chrysler, Dodge, Jeep, and Ram. You don't have to go to Tucson or Phoenix to buy a new vehicle. We're your hometown dealer since 1995. We'll beat the big city dealers in price, and our customer service is small town dealer friendly. Come into any one of the Lolly dealerships today, or shop lollycars.com and see why nobody beats a Lolly deal. Nobody. Next, some local history. Halloween is on Monday, so we continue to explore the ghosts and ghost towns of Cochise County. Next stop is Bisbee. The award-winning Old Bisbee Ghost Tour takes place nightly at 7pm and promises to lead you on a spooky journey through Old Bisbee's streets, stairways, and alleys. Their tour guide, Boo Crew, will regale you with stories of Bisbee ghosts like Julia, the Lady of the Evening, Nat the Miner, and the heroic Lady in White. While they promise scares, parents and older kids are sure to have a great time. Today's history is brought to you by Benson Hospital. The team at Benson Hospital is always working towards building a healthier community. For example, when the Benson Food Pantry needed a new home, they worked with them to find one, and their staff even helped them apply for grants to support the mission. You can learn more about everything they're doing for our community by following them on Facebook at facebook.com slash bensonhospital. Now our feature story. The Cochise County Board of Supervisors held an emergency meeting Wednesday to address a cautionary letter from State Elections Director Corey Lorick demanding the supervisors acknowledge they cannot legally hold a 100% hand count and must take action to change the measure they approved Monday or face a lawsuit. Lorick gave the supervisors until 5 p.m. Wednesday to respond. The basis of this uh, emergency board meeting is that uh, yesterday we received, the board received a letter from the Secretary of State Katie Hobbs indicating a, a response and that they needed a response to this letter by 5 p.m. today. Uh, there are two requests or clarifications uh, that the board will not attempt to conduct a full hand count of all ballots cast in Cochise County under the false premise that it is proceeding pursuant to ARS 16-602B and the board will follow all applicable requirements and statute and in the uh, EPM when conducting its expanded precinct hand count audit under ARS 16-602B. Uh, it later states that they need, to per- they need these assurances from the county and that it needs to be responded to by 5 p.m. today, otherwise that they'll seek legal action. After some discussion, Supervisors Ann English, Peggy Judd, and Tom Crosby agreed they would follow the law and would not hold a 100% hand count of all ballots in the November 8th general election. Instead, they would hand count the state permissible number of ballots in four contested races. Those will be one statewide ballot measure, one race for statewide office, one race for federal office, and one race for legislative office. Supervisors Judd and Crosby voted in favor of the 100% hand count in a special meeting on Monday. But under current state law, the 100% hand count is illegal. 
County Attorney Brian McIntyre and Chief Civil Deputy County Attorney Christine Roberts had cautioned them against taking this action ahead of the vote. But Crosby said he was happy with no response and believed the supervisors would win any lawsuit against them. However, on Wednesday, Judd said she did not know she was approving a 100% hand count at the Monday special meeting. After seeing Lorick's letter, she explained that they will not attempt a 100% hand count and will abide by all the statutes. All along, I intended to follow every law that was applicable to hand counting, which is basically what Katie says. The board will follow all applicable requirements in statute and the EPM when conducting its expanded precinct hand count audit. She did give instruction how we would use the voting um, centers as a precinct um, or in, in, instead of a precinct, which made perfect sense. Um, she did, you know, there are requirements to follow, and I anticipated that we would, as I was kind of having trouble with believing that we were doing something illegal. I mean, while it may be hard to do, hard to accomplish, um, it might take a little extra time and even a little extra money, which the Senate does have that available for us. I've assured that in a hundred different ways. Well, not a hundred, but a few different ways. Tipped it upside down. I... I, I got that. I got that. If we have to have expenses involved, the Senate has money for that. They will grant us that money. Um, I need, I, I just need to say, I want to do it, she says. We cannot conduct a full 100% hand count. We can only do four ballot items. Just that, that's, that's, that's in her rules here, and I'd seen that before. And someone else from Phoenix pointed that out to me. According to statute, we'll be able to do four contested, um, four contested um, candidates. There is something here about how we can't hand count the early ballots. I haven't looked into that very much. I haven't even talked to Mr. Stevens about it, but I say, Levy, we'll do what we can. I, I think we're at a place where if we back out, um, any of us, any individual backs out, then people are just going to have more mistrust. And I'm not about creating creating trust in one population and creating mistrust in another. I'm talking about doing an excellent job of hand counting um, what we can make comparables, comparable measures to. Secretary Hobbs basically sent us a letter that said, okay, you can do it if you do it on my terms. And quite frankly, I'm willing to do it according to the law. And, and I'm willing to make that statement to her. We will do it, as you said, according to the law. We recognize that we cannot do, according to the law, a full 100% hand count. We recognize that. It was one reason why when I looked back on the agenda item that I, I let mine go, because mine said 100% and his didn't. And that was one of the reasons when I, when I looked back, I thought, wow, it's a good thing we passed number two, because his just said a hand count of every precinct. It doesn't say, it says full weight. I don't remember what it said, but um, but we can't do everything according to the law. But I want to do what we can according to the law. So I'm encouraged that we have a meeting set tomorrow to try to see what's happening. And if for some reason at some point we have to scrap the whole idea, at least we tried. Um, I don't know. That's been my experience working for or being elected in this county for a long time is is I, uh, I've tried a few things that have had to be scrapped or tried to get help for someone that just couldn't be helped. And um, even when in all senses of the word and legality, it looked like it could, but it couldn't. 
or it should, but it couldn't. Um, I'm just kind of used to that. And at least if you, I, in my experience, if I do my best, then it's okay. The supervisors will hold a meeting today, Friday, October 28th at 1 p.m. in the conference room at their offices on Melody Lane to discuss procedures to proceed with the ballot hand count. To stay up to date on this story, visit us at myheraldreview.com. Thanks for listening. Before we continue, a quick message from our sponsors, Prestige Family Living. Among older adults, falling is the leading cause of hip fractures and traumatic brain injuries, making falls a pressing health concern. At Prestige Assisted Living at Sierra Vista, they have a free online assessment that can help you discover risk factors. By taking just a few minutes to fill out the evaluation, you might discover reasons you might not have previously considered. Being proactive is a great way to help yourself or a loved one stay safe. So visit fallriskassessment.com today to take a step towards safety. Again, that's fallriskassessment.com. You can also use the link in our show notes. Next, trade experts recently met in Phoenix to discuss the progress of the United States-Mexico-Canada agreement created to replace NAFTA. Alyssa Munoz of Cronkite News has more on the story. The United States-Mexico-Canada trade agreement started two years ago. The trade is benefiting farmers, ranchers, workers, and businesses in the Northern American economy. The agreement replaces NAFTA and helps ensure the trade throughout the trade challenges. It gives us um, uh, stability in that regard because it lets us know. It, it helps us to see with uh, some certainty that there will be continued uh, trade agreement between the three countries for the foreseeable future. Leaders of the agreement met in Phoenix recently to discuss the progress between the three countries. Each consulate uh, provide uh, personalized uh, assistance to uh, individuals and companies that would like to explore these um, uh, opportunities. Arizona's top exports are computer and electronic products, electric equipment, and minerals and ores. The USMCA trade agreement not only helps with products, but provides jobs and more for businesses in Arizona. That means that Arizona's trade with USMC partners um, went up from 13.5 to 14.5 billion, 7.3% increase. That is almost an additional, to be specific, $991 million of trade more for the first seven months of this year over the same period of last year. The three countries will continue to review the progress of each agreement each year. In the newsroom, Alyssa Munoz, Cronkite News. Thanks for listening. Before we continue, a quick message from our sponsors, Ace Hardware. Hi, this is Les from Sierra Vista Ace. This is a great time to paint. Ace Stocks, Clark and Kensington, Valspar, Dunn Edwards, and our own Ace Royal Paint in interior and exterior finishes. We can computer match other brands and colors too. All the colors you can imagine, even one named Sierra Vista. Decide on the wall or room to paint, bring in a color idea, and let Ace mix your paint. Treat yourself to a new brush and roller too. Save gas, save time, shop Ace first. Sierra Vista Ace since 1981 on the corner of Fry and Highway 9. Next, an upcoming event that you should know about. At 10 a.m., the Sierra Vista Public Library will host a party with creepy crafts, ghostly games, and a haunted hunt in the botanical gardens. Costumes are encouraged. Then at 6 p.m., head over to the Fry Pioneer Cemetery for an evening cemetery tour with a twist. Participants will walk among the graves and interact with actors posed as historical figures. Hot apple cider will be provided. Also at 6 p.m., check out a screening of 80s horror classic Gremlins at Veterans Memorial Park. 
bring a blanket, a snack, and remember, never ever feed a gremlin after midnight. And don't forget, the Sierra Vista Symphony Orchestra is returning for its 28th season, and the first performance of the 2022-2023 season will take place tomorrow, October 29th at 7pm at the Klein Center for the Performing Arts at Buena High School. The New World Pastoral Concert will feature special guest bassoonist Marissa Oligario, professor of bassoon at the University of Arizona's Fred Fox School of Music, and she will be performing Bassoon Concerto K191 B-flat Major Wolfgang Amadeus Mozart. To learn more about Oligario, read our full story, available now at MyHeraldReview.com. Also, we're excited to announce that the Herald Review media team has just launched a local e-commerce website specifically for Cochise County businesses to sell their products and services. Now you can shop 24-7 online at your favorite local businesses participating on loveshoplocalaz.com. Check it out. Finally, today we're remembering the life of Chuck Crispell. Chuck was a Navy veteran, a member of the Bisbee Company of the Arizona Rangers, and the American Legion, but he will be most remembered as the director of the Bisbee Senior Center, where he and his wife Helen lovingly and diligently served the community for more than 10 years. Chuck was a kind, generous man who loved people unconditionally and who always made time to help. His smile was contagious, and his sparkling eyes had the ability to make everyone who walked through the doors feel welcome, appreciated, and a part of his extended family. Chuck was born in Michigan in 1947 and had six siblings. He graduated from high school in 1965 and married the love of his life, Helen, in 1968. They were happily married for 54 years and raised four children. Helen and Chuck are also the proud grandparents of 13 grandchildren and four great-grandchildren. Many people walk in and out of our lives, but only the truest and best leave footprints on our hearts. The family asks that you remember Chuck by performing random acts of kindness, spending time with a child, having a leisurely cup of coffee while telling stories with a friend, or simply listening to someone who needs to be heard. Thanks for tuning in to the Herald Review podcast today. And remember, the Herald Review is here for you with local news you can trust. Subscribe today for unlimited access to all of our content for just $14 per month. This is less than the cost of one hour of one reporter's work on a single story. Also, want to stay up to date on what's going on? Join Neighbor, your trusted neighborhood community. Neighbor is a free online forum you can trust to connect with your community, focus on facts, and make a difference. Join the conversation. Visit nabur.myheraldreview.com. It's a beautiful day in the neighborhood, especially in Cochise County. Become part of the hyperlocal conversation on Cochise County's exclusive social media platform, Neighbor. That's N-A-B-U-R. Your neighbors are striking up meaningful conversations, sharing exquisite Cochise County photos, and respecting each other's views without any other social media noise. No unwanted advertising and only respectful conversations on hot community topics. That's right. Our journalism project manager can set the record straight and help answer any pressing questions about the happenings in our community. Join the conversation at myheraldreview.com slash N-A-B-U-R.